Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Things Home Care with your host, Dana Arnone. Listen as Dana focuses in on every aspect involved in maintaining loved ones in the home. She will also discuss the challenges and barriers in home health care. So please welcome the host of All Things Home Care, Dana Arnone. Hi there, welcome to All Things Home Care with Dana Arnone. We're coming to you live today on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Um, today's guest is Maria Santiago. Hi, Maria. Hi, Dana. How are you? I'm doing very well. Maria is um, the owner of Home Health Aid Institute, um, which is a home health aid school located in Westbury, Long Island. Um, and the reason that we're going to be talking to Maria today is because um, obviously everybody knows that I have a home care company and I'm very passionate about in-home services and the care for the elderly. Um, we're really trying to um, help change uh, the perspective of home health care. And really where the change comes from is the is from not only the agencies, but the, the providers of the care, the caretakers, um, those individuals that enter into the job arena of being a home health aide, uh, we really want to talk to them and and find out, you know, who who's a good um, suitable person that wants to get into home health care, someone that wants to go to the school and and go for training because it's a it's a very comprehensive type of training course. So I thought one of the best ways to start that introduction is to have Maria come on. Maria is a good friend of mine. We do a lot of work together. We have a very similar purpose and path in life as far as um, really raising the level of who uh, becomes a home health aide and which will then in turn raise the level of care for our, you know, our most precious people, which is the elderly. Um, so Maria, I really thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule because I know firsthand how busy you really are. So I do appreciate you spending the next hour with us and talking about this because you know, you and I, we talk about this all the time and um, there's a problem in home health care. Uh, there's a problem in uh, the way that it's rendered um, and really we need to look look at why that is. So tell us a little bit about you, how you got involved in um, this whole, uh, you know, idea of home health aid and starting your own school, which is something that, I, you know, I've said to you many times that I, I've always wanted to do. It just wasn't in my, it wasn't in my path, but how did you become involved in creating a school? And tell us a little well, bit about you. Dana, I started 
started off as a home health aide, and I, I was very happy to have the training that I got when I got it. And as I pursue my career in home care, I realized that it is very, very important to be trained properly, to have the right ingredients for caring. First, to begin with, your heart is very important. If someone wants to work at McDonald's versus someone wants to take care of someone when they are at their lowest, where I have to come in and I have to help you to, to clean your teeth and to, to, if you go to the bathroom, for me to clean it with gentleness, with care, I have to have that. But more than anything else, of course, in the state of New York, legality pays into its full format. And so coming to a school that's educated by the Board of Education that gives you the know-how blow by blow, minute by minute understanding of how you need to be trained, what you need to understand. You were trained by a registered nurse. And at the end of the day, I figured I've been in every realm of home care, from a consultant, from a HHA, from a PC, uh, you know, a coordinator, director, administrator. I figured what's the greatest thing I could do right now but to educate people how to take their hearts into another level. And I find joy in it. I find pleasure in it. I'm honored to be training the people that are coming to your agency, per se, to ensure that they are caring for someone in the right and correct fashion. And then the Having the correct knowledge is very important. And mm-hmm. so I decided to go on the long path of getting all the information to understand the legality and uh, as well, you know, like I said, all the pieces of care that makes up a home health care person, a caring aide, a human being that wants to come to her home and say, listen, I've never met you before. I'm from a different walk of life, but because you are on your back right now and you cannot care for yourself, your hands can't reach behind to help you clean and to feel comfortable. You can't eat by yourself. I want to help you. I want to help you with my heart and I want to understand how it takes because you're different parts of home care, you know, the billing, the caring, the timing, the fraudulent department, the, you know, going away with people, transporting clients, you know, so there are different facets. And so when you send someone to care, they have to have all that knowledge. And so I found that to be quite, you know, quite interesting. And I wanted to share that. I love it. I love seeing people come in. I love seeing people wanting to care. I love you know, assisting people in that format and and uh, making sure that they come to you all well and prepared. What do you think? No, I I think you do a great job. But let's let's take a step back. So I too started as an aide. Um, you know, we we both said that in our past lives, or before we got into the roles that we are now. Um, when I was a home health, I wasn't a home health aide. I was a CNA. I was working in a nursing home while I was going to nursing school. And I still look back at that job as one of my you know fondest memories and one of the best jobs that I ever had because I really was one on one with a patient and I got to know their families, them, you know their their history, how they met their husbands, how they had their children's. I still remember almost each and every one of those patients that I cared for. And this is almost 30 years ago. I was 19 years old. And, um, you know, it's funny because my daughter's going through nursing school now. And I tell her all the time um, that being an aide while you're going to nursing school gives you that perspective that you're going to need to be a, a registered nurse or be maybe if you're going in to be a social worker or maybe it's going to be going into the administration level of a home health uh, agency like you did. Um, but how do you feel being an aide helped you get to where you were? So if someone's going to use being a 
home health aid as a stepping stone, which I feel a lot of people should look at. It's a very good, it's a good resource for revenue. It's a good flexible job. Um, it looks very good on your resume if you're applying to graduate school for social work, nursing, whatever the case may be. So how do you feel when you, when you were an aide, um, how did that lead you down your, the road to where you ended up? Well, let me tell you something. I started in the 80s, in 1988. I Me too, me too, me too. But I went to Partners in Care, and I was first working, and this is a very interesting story, but I was working as a cashier. I wanted to become a nurse. I was working as a cashier in a supermarket, and I one day said to myself, you know what, um... This is a very funny story. I mean, the, at the end of the month, everybody would come in with their, um, you know, with their coupons and all of that good stuff, and they would offer you fifteen dollars for the person that that cashed the most amount of clients at the register. And so every Friday, I would win this. And one day, the supervisor came to me and she says. I cashed $362, I'll never forget this, for this one little old lady that had all those groceries. And when I was finished, she said to me, I think you made a mistake. And I said, you think I made a mistake? She said, yes, you just you just are so fast in this register, I think you missed something. So I looked at her and I said, if I missed something, then I'm going to leave. Uh, if I miss something, I said to her, if I miss something and you think that I made an error, then I'm going to leave. And if if you think that I, and if you cashed everything and I did make the error, then you give me my $15. She says to me, I don't care if you make an error, if you didn't. I believe that you made an error and I'm going to go over it. She reversed every single item on that, um, <laughs> on that uh, cash register. And at the end of the day, it came up zero, 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 zero. It was complete flush. And the old lady looked at it and said, you just embarrassed this girl so bad with the way you spoke with her. I was in tears and I turned around and I said, I'm leaving. I can't stand this anymore. This is not the path I want to work. I do not like the way you spoke with me and I'm leaving. As I was walking out the door, the security guard came. He said, Maria, please, she's begging you to stay. She made a mistake. Please stay. And I said, no. He said, anyway, here is the newspaper. Look in it and see if you find another job because I didn't know where I was going. And when I looked in it, I saw partners in care hiring home health aides, free training. They still have that. They still have that same ad, Maria. I I see it all the time. Okay, we're going to be coming back in just a moment. You're listening to All Things Home Care with Dana Arnone and my very special guest, Maria Santiago from Home Health Aid Institute, um, which is a home health aid school in Westbury. We'll be right back. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds two-thirds and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for the Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the B. 
CBM Global Network. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Hi there. Welcome back to All Things Home Care with Dana Arnone. I'm here with Maria Santiago from the Home Health Aid Institute, which is a home health aid school um, located on Post Avenue in Westbury, New York. Uh, they're, they're a school that trains um, home health aides, CNAs. Maria, do you train anybody else there? Is it, is it home and health, uh, PCAs as well, right? Yeah, we do PCA, PCA to CNA, uh, PCA to HHA, uh, CNA refresher course, uh, PCA by itself, HHA, and we have different hours. We have evening hours, weekend hours, um, weekday hours. We try to accommodate everyone, and all the classes are being taught by registered nurses that has been approved by the Board of Education. That's, uh, so let's let's talk about uh, the person now. Um, so you had a uh, obviously you read an ad. You thought that you can maybe. Right, so I read this ad. I went mm-hmm. there. The first, I was finished with the course. I was gonna. I was ready to go. The first patient that I got in the class, the nurse came. She says, "Okay, everybody is ready to work. Everybody's cleared. We did our eight-hour internship, which I'll talk about a little bit more in detail a little bit later." And so we. Um, she said, "Okay, my first patient. Okay, great. This lady has is positive HIV." Who wants to go? Everybody said, oh, no, I'm no, we're not going. And yeah, this is in the 80s, which the is case. the height, right? This is this is the height of the, um, the HIV. Height of HIV. Yeah. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to go. Everybody thinks if you breathe on them, something is going to go wrong. I said, I'll take her. I'll go. And that was where my career kicked off in full blast. So what, what about the job um, made you fall in love with it? Like, what do you think was about the job that made you say, this is where I see myself? Was it the one-on-one? The, that- um, the capacity of being able to care for someone when they cannot care for themselves, when they need someone to speak with, when they need someone to care for them, when they, when no one else wants to hear from them. Um, and this person was not an old person. This person actually went on vacation and had a bad bout with, with someone that worked on the um, in the hotel and came back with something she did not leave with. And so nobody wanted to have nothing to do with her. But at the end of the day, I cared for so many people. I remember walking into a woman's house that was 500 pounds and she had uh, defecated on herself since 8 o'clock that night and no one was there to take care of her. And when I called and made a call and she said, Maria, this is a tough job but I need you. I walked into this client's home and she was crying. She says, I feel bad. I am in a bad position. I was a social worker before. I cannot move at this moment. I have defecated from my back to my waist and I, I need help and I'm very sorry to put you in this position. No gloves, Dana. No no gloves. I had to take two 
uh, grocery bags, put it around my hand, okay, and go to work on this lady. And I, I sang and I spoke through the entire, I was like, this is like ice cream. It goes in nice and then it comes out. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Let That's me help gross. you. And I just love caring for people. I think that it is the best thing. You are doing something for God and you are doing something for man. And well, I think that is the best thing you can do in this world. I think, well, you know, I agree with you and you know that. So for me, when I was in school, I was, um, when I, I went to school, to, uh, my original thought for myself was going to be fashion journalism. I thought I was going to be like working in Manhattan doing, you know, working for Vogue. Um, and I, when I started doing my internship, it's a, no, Hey, I'm much better at nursing than, than writing. <laughs> but oh, for me, <laughs> when I, when, when I was going through the process, I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. So I went to go, I was always working in a nursing home. I was always around the elderly and my mother always told me be a nurse Dana be a nurse be a nurse be a nurse and I was like I'm not gonna be a nurse I have no desire to wash someone take care of someone that was not what I was about and then lo and behold I decided that one day I just woke up I'm like I don't think I want to be a journalist I think I'm gonna be a nurse so I called the nursing home that I was um, volunteering in at the time and they just happened to have a class going on at the time the nursing home has provided CNA courses uh, this is like I said 30 years ago and I went to um, that course and I never looked back and for me it just set me on my path so some people may go into home health aid as they're calling and that's where they stay and it's, you know, that's where their life work is and that's wonderful. But a lot of people like you or like me that use it as um, that initiative or that stepping stone or that uh, door opener. You know, when I was going through nursing school before this, like, again, I, this is 30 years ago, Maria, it's a little different today than it was back then, but there was 2000 applicants going into nursing school and there was only 90 seats. So you have to be one of 90 out of 2000. What are the odds? So oh. I've, I, I, as, I mean, and I'm not brilliant. Uh, I mean, you might think I'm smart, but I'm not. I, I'm I very average. You I would never say that you're not. But no, but I think being a home health aide on my resume when I was applying is really what put me over someone of, of equal, you know, knowledge or equal grades and stuff. I think having that, just being an aide on my resume was put me, it, it helped me get into nursing school. So whenever I talk to people, I always let them know, like, this could be a stepping stone for you. But I really need to change, and I'm one person, you're one person, we need to change the person that enters into the job. It can't be somebody that just wants to do the job and make the, make the money because they, they don't feel like going to work at McDonald's or they, or they don't feel like there's another job that they can do at this moment. You know, so you and I talk about this regularly that uh, you know, I fire more than I hire, and that sounds terrible, but when people come here and they don't really have that heart or if they don't really take that initiative to say that this is what they want to do or they see themselves growing in in employment in another direction, it's very hard for me to use them. And, you know, you and I debate this sometimes, but language is another big thing. Cause when you talk about, you know, speaking to people, being companions to them, engaging them, comforting them, you know, they, they want someone to talk to. You have a lot of these seniors that are isolated in their homes that they don't really have family or the family's doing their own job. They're working, you know, so that aid is their contact with the outside world. So how, when people come to register at your school, this, I'm I'm always very interested in this. They call you up, they drive by. I know you have a very, um, you know, good location on Post Avenue. You have very, a lot of uh, foot traffic going by you. So how does someone with the heart and someone that wants to get into this, how do they contact you and what is it the process of going through the school? Well, first to begin with, Dina, I believe my journey was pre-planned by God. 
I honestly believe uh, I think everybody's is, though. Because he wanted yes. me to make sure that I was the first man on the post to test these people out, and the folks that he's sending into the school really want to do what they want to do. However, I still take a second precaution by ensuring that I sit with them and I have a meeting with them. Why do you want to become a home health care um, aide, a caregiver? What kind of job have you done before? Have you cared for anyone before? Is this something that you're comfortable with? If you walked into someone's home and they had defecated all over themselves, how would you feel? How What conversation would you have with them? If you had to clean someone's mouth, if you had to, to help them do you know something else, if they were dying, what would you do? Would you run away? Would you stay? What would you do? And so I conduct a preliminary interview with them, understand what their means are. And then once I'm finished with that, then there is a very um, intense interview. And once we're through with that interview, then we will put you into the class. We would ensure that you have an application filled out uh, within the third day of your um, sitting into the classroom. You know, the first day we go over the, the rules of the classroom, you know, the understanding. I firmly believe that you do not go into a patient's home to give them work. So we do not have any garbage containers in our school. We let you come in with a Ziploc bag with your own paper towel, your own toilet paper, your own hand-washing sanitizer, uh, you know, to understand the logistics of being in a client's home. So when you go there, you can do the same thing, and you're not in their budget. And so once we give you the rules of the classroom and you sit in, we go over the, the, the modules and the units, and the teacher introduces herself and introduces the curriculum at hand, we kickstart the class, and so you're comfortable sitting. And from there, you start learning, and you you understand every piece of, of information that we're sharing with you and you know right after that say the third day that you're in here we start giving you information on how to fill out an application what does it take to fill out an application all the pieces of uh, an application you know the, the CHRCPs having to take your fingerprints having to understand your W-2 information having to understand um, the application in itself the orientation what would you get paid and I have to say home health aides are getting anywhere between 13 to $17 an hour now um, mm -hmm. with wage parity so it's not you know the the minimum wage anymore it's it's a nice salary for the services that you're providing well Marie I want to stop you there I want to hold wait Marie hold that thought because we're going to go to commercial now um, and I don't want I want to continue with this so we're, you're listening to all things home care on BBM global network and and tune in radio I'm your host Dane Arnone we'll be back in two minutes essential nutrients LLC is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns inspired by a desire to help others Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet, and they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. 
For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Welcome back to All Things Home Care with Dane Arnone. Um, we're coming to you live today on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Um, I'm, we're continuing our conversation with Maria Santiago of the Home Health Aid Institute. So Maria, you and I were talking about um, when people are coming to you, the application process of entering into the school to become a PCA or a home health aide. So let's go back to the application. Um, so tell us a little bit about the application process. Right. So they come in and so we go through the enrollment agreement. So say they've had um, 40, they've been a PCA prior and they want to be a home health aide now. They can register. It takes 43 hours for them to upgrade from a personal care aide to a home health aide. And that price would be $400. The books and supplies would be 50 and the registration fee would be 40 And so we would go through the time schedule with them. We have a Monday to Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We have an evening class. We have a weekend class from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And so they would have to arrive on time. They would have to be able to follow the curriculum. They do not have a high school diploma. They have, that's a very important requisite, the high school diploma portion. You have to have a high school diploma or take a tab test. That's very important. Right. So, Marie, let's just um, let me just take you back for a second. So what's the schooling or the hours or weeks for the PCA versus a home health aide? Um, it's 83 hours. Um, the for PCA which one? Versus the HHA. Uh, yeah. PCA is 40 hours. HHA, it's 83 hours. And is it one full week or is it over two weeks? Uh, with the PCA to HHA is one full week. Okay, so what? Is, okay, so Maria, um, when, 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 when someone's coming in and they're going to be a PCA, do you try to talk them out of being a PCA? Do you try to talk them into being a home health aide because the jobs are limited as a PCA, or do, does someone come in if they only have enough money or their time for being a PCA? Is that how they go about deciding which one to become? Well, thanks to you and your wonderful offer that you provided for home health aides, <laughs> if they do not have enough money, you do have a sponsorship program that you work well, very well with us where, where they can be sponsored. But of course, because of their limitations, some people can really only do a PC course, which is being a companion to someone and helping them run grocery errands, you know, do light housekeeping, etc., rather than having hands on, you know, 
home care with them. Um, and so basically we look not at the money that they can bring to the company, but at the care that they can honestly offer. So if someone mm-hmm. just come in and they feel, you know what, I could just run errands, I can just clean the house, I can just do personal care uh, work with the client, then that's what we'll limit them to. But if we see that they have the ability to go beyond that scope, then we would gladly take them on. And if they don't have enough money, then of course we'll call Reliance Home Care and you would sponsor them and they would come over and work with you. Um, when, when they're in the school and they're, cause I've been to your school, it's a lovely setup, just like a house. You have a living room, you have a bedroom, you have a kitchen. Um, so tell us a little bit about what, what someone can expect to learn in a, in a school for home health aid. What's the pro- what are they well, going to learn there? Training Institute is located at 321 Post Avenue in Westbury. We have a lovely location, and I thank God for that again, because um, it, it's, it's nestled right in the beginning of um, Exit 32. The Long Island Railroad is very close. It's walking distance. We're in the downtown area of the Westbury Post Avenue um, area. Yeah, it's a great location. We have a setup that we would nicely approved by the state. Um, we have two classrooms that can, we can teach 17 people at a time. We have a registered nurse, Cynthia Cunningham, and Gil Harry Dunanatsing that work with us and um, ensure that the students are taught properly. They have together over 40 years experience as nurses and um, they disseminate all the information that's needed for the curriculum at hand. And also the CNA curriculum, we do teach certified nursing assistants that can work in like the assisted, uh, assisted living centers. We just joined in with Amber Court. Um, and so we train them and then they have a nice, um, we train them how to take care of, you know, a tub bath, how to do a chair to tub transfer. We have uh, a table setting. We have Michael Thomas that comes in. He's a chef, graduated from the Culinary Institute. He comes in and shows them how to do simple meals, how to set a table, how to do breakfast, you know, so that way they leave with an understanding. And then we have a wonderful woman that just joined us, a world traveler. She comes in to do etiquette, where um, her name is Lucerne Labadou. Um, she comes in and she shows them how to walk, how to talk, how to sit in a client's chair, do not speak on the phone, how to tie your hair, make sure your deodorant is smelling good. So clients can really appreciate the services that they're getting. They're groomed completely. Everyone has to be in a uniform. We consider ourselves like a Harvard. You have to come attired. You have to come in a uniform. We teach you how to do blood pressure testing because it's the first order of understanding your BP and your pulse temperature and everything else. You're the nurse. You know that. So when they come to you, you can send them to to the uh, highest angela, to the to anyone that needs care from top to bottom. And so, then, of course, they, they do the bed making, the transfers, and we have, you know, the, the, the dummies, and of course, we have, we do live role play with the Hoya lift, with the, the transfer, with the walkers, with the wheelchairs. So, everyone has a keen understanding, and they're graded accordingly. If you fail the first time, we allow you a free chance to come back and take the course or, or fulfill the requirements that you have failed. We do not want you going into a patient's home and not understanding how to do um, any you know, any any type of care, any type of needed care. So we definitely want to make sure that you're well-trained. We have a membership that we offer our clients. And, um, yeah, you know, we want to make sure that they, they're skilled and they're ready. And uh, when it comes to Reliance Home Care, they, they're ready to go. 
Um, what we find, though, is a lot of times that one thing that we believe in here, I believe completely, is about educating the home health aides. You know, for me, they're the first ones. Um, they're the ones in with the patient. They're the they're the lifeline of these people. There, I always tell the aides when they come to orientation or they're coming to apply here that they're the the difference between not all the times, but most of the time, uh, whether someone gets to stay at home or someone's going to be hospitalized. So we in service them, we instruct them, we teach them, we bring them in um, uh, at least once a month to go over new instructions, and we're monitoring them and we even have a home health aid supervisor so that you know sometimes and this is any school this is not you know home health aid institute but you know as well as I do when they're going through the three-week program and, and they come out they're scared if they've never touched a patient before if they've never been in a home just entering into somebody's private domain knocking on that door it's very scary to people sometimes. So we go over whatever you're um, talking to them about. We support that here when they come and we have that conversation with them. And we talk about if they're a little little nervous about going to a house for the first time, then we're going to send a supervisor to go and help them. But I want to talk about a couple of different things about um, what paperwork they need to come to the school before they actually apply physicals and things like that. So people know what to expect to come to you. So we're listening to all things home care with Dana Arnone. I'm here with my friend Maria Santiago from Home Health Institute uh, coming to you live on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Sheikh Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. Okay, we're back with All Things Home Care with Dana Arnone and my guest, Maria Santiago. So, Maria, the one thing that I, I want to stress upon, when people enter into your school, and it is a real school. This is, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, no joke. They come there, they got to dress in scrubs. They have to come with their physicals, correct? They have to come with their titers. They, they have, have to, to be ready. With, we have a doctor that helps to, to mm-hmm. execute their physicals because we want to rule out tuberculosis, measles. So while they sit in the classes, we want to make sure that everyone is, you know, just has a clean bill of health. So basically we do that first. We make sure they have a high school diploma or a tap test. 
and then we um, get to references because obviously we want to start preparing them for job placement right. should they mm-hmm. pass all the tests. It's 12 modules and 8 units and then they have a skill test and we send them out to a facility or to a patient's home live where the nurse goes out and um, do an internship with them. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Um, how? Because I think one of the biggest things that people should realize is, especially um, what people are saying about home health care, and it's one of the growest fields. And and I always say it's recession proof. Everybody's going to need care, and everybody wants to stay home. So to me, it's the perfect opportunity, and it's a perfect job. So what do you say um, if someone's coming to become a home health aide? What's the placement ratio or or the percentage of your aides getting jobs upon graduation? I think that's one of the most important things that people need to know as a home health aide. You're going to get a job. You're going to be working. You can work as much as you want. So what is it? Did you ever look at, like, if you have, you know, 17 people going through a class and are graduating, how many of those 17 leave your uh, school with a job immediately? 17. 17. I think that's the biggest thing that people need to realize. There's such a need. And for us here on Long Island, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who owns a licensed agency in Brooklyn and um, different philosophy because I'm a nurse and a female and he's not. But um, we were talking about that. Well, his philosophy is a little bit different. You know, he's all business uh, all the time. But we were talking about in service and how I want everybody educated. I want them to understand, you know, congestive heart failure, diseases, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, well, Dana, here, if a family doesn't like an aide or if an aide doesn't do the right job, there's 15 aides behind them. I can replace them. Out here on Long Island, we don't have 15 aides behind somebody. And why would you want 15 aides, you know, to replace, you know, someone 15 times? You want to get try to get it right the first time. So when someone comes to us, we do- ingredient to home 100%. care because when I have never seen someone before and they're coming to take care of my mother, I had an experience where, I, as you know, Dana, I help people from all walks of life. If you, yeah. if your house was dirty and you wanted someone to help, I'll get a team of people that come and help you so that your home can become lighter. If you didn't have groceries, I would run and I would help you with that and make sure you had food in your house. If, if something was leaking, I would call my plumber and I would say, hey, this client need a plumber. Or if an aide called me and said, listen, Maria, this person has no 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 food like what uh, give me a list tell me what they want i'll come over and i'll help i also help you with uh, the hoarding situation with the department of social services you know to make sure that, that we help the community we make sure that things are happening we make sure that people are living we make sure that you know things life is easier and happier for them and so i once picked up a patient from bellevue a friend of mine who's a social worker there called me she says listen this person does not have a ride she needs a ride to go home can you please help? Sure, of course I can help. I get to the hotel that this lady is staying in, and the social worker in the hotel says to me, Maria, are you out of your mind? It's Friday evening, and this lady has had aneurysm surgery, and we cannot have an aide staying here. And I said, what do you want me to do with her? She says, I don't know what you're going to do with her, but I can't take an aide. This hotel is meant to only take care of clients that are walking and talking and freely mobilizing. I looked at the lady, and she says, for God's sake, please, Maria, do not take me back to Bellevue. Whatever you do, don't take me back there. And I look at the aide that I'm standing there and I said, what am I supposed to do? I said, okay, you know what? I called my son. I said, can you do me a favor? Go to Dick's and get um, a, a blown-up mattress, two blow-up mattresses. And I asked her, I said, what do you want? I'll, I'll bring you to my house for the weekend. And let me tell you something. Besides caring for my great-grandmother and my grandmother, I was now taking care of a stranger in my house for the weekend. And that is no joke, okay? Because people can pee on your sofa, 
They take it. They defecate <laughs> if you can't get them up the stairs fast enough. The home health aid is in your refrigerator, poking for juice, looking for something to cook. Hands need to be washed. Things need to be done. And here I am babysitting this person that I've never met in my home. And I got a real-life understanding of what it's like to have an aide and a patient live in front of you. And you have to have patience. Aids have to have patience. But Marie, that's something that that can't, that's not taught, though. Do you think that's something that's taught, or do you think that that's something that's inherited in you? naturally. Right, it's natural. Just like, I mean, you and I are very similar in that. It comes naturally. That's not something that I can sit in a classroom and teach someone. So that's why when someone comes here, if if they don't have that, well, not everybody's going to have it to the level of what we feel we have. But if someone comes here and they don't have that want to help someone, I, t- I, I said it a lot of times. I'm like, this is not the job for you. Please go find another job. Or it may be yeah, the job for I you to not do here. That and I completely understand. And if they come into yeah. the classroom, from time to time, I sit with them. I sit in the classroom. I get feedback from the teachers. What do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? What kind of case can this one do? What kind of case can that one do? And so we get live feedback. So we understand when we're sending him out to an agency, what to tell the director of nursing of the compatibility that this person can endure until they either get more experience or they can either, you know, you know, have an easy client. And you have a wonderful mentorship program. Tell us about that. We do. I was, I, I was, I was actually going to mention that. So when aides come here, our home health aides come, and they're sitting in the orientation classroom with the HR. Um, you know, nursing goes in, and unfortunately for me, or maybe fortunate for me, I'm the director of patient services here and the owner. <laughs> so I go in as the nurse, and I go in to talk to them about my expectations of them when they enter the home using my name as Reliance. And as we're talking to them, I go around the room and I get to know them. And they don't know; they just know that I'm the nurse. They don't know that I'm the owner. So I'm talking to them about what's your history, what your history what have you done before have you touched a patient before and I'm very surprised and and happy at times that there are a lot of people that maybe were doing uh, you know, uh, food jobs or maybe mail slotting jobs or factory jobs, and they want something different. They want something better. So they go to become a home health aide. So now they're coming to your school, then they're coming here and I'm having a conversation with them. So we started what I kept finding over and over again, they were nervous. They've never knocked on a stranger's door before. They never walked into someone's home and said, let me start to help you. It's, it's, it's weird. If you think about it, you know, it's a little weird. So we started, and I also started thinking to myself as a registered nurse, you know, um, when I became a nurse, they didn't just say, okay, Dana, take care of patients. I was mentored. I was, I was with a preceptor for six months. I was working in intensive care. It's a little different, but someone was watching me and helping me and support me. If I had a question, I went to my preceptor and I asked my questions before I can even take care of a patient. So we here at Reliance, that's what we do. If we're sitting there and someone's never touched a person before, we have them buddy up with one of our mentors and that mentor is going to stay with them on the job all day. And it costs the agency a lot of money to, to do this type of mentorship program but it's so needed, Maria, it's so, and it's so important. And we're going to talk about how the, um, the, the surveys that I get back from these uh, students that graduate through your program and our mentorship program. We're going to be right back with All Things Home Care. I'm your host, Dana Arno, and I'm here with Maria Santiago from Home Health Aid Institute, and we'll be back in two minutes. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like 
I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside. You know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. We're back to all things home care with Dane Arnone. Um, we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm here with Maria. And Maria, the, the we were talking about the mentorship program. So I just want to touch upon that one more time. So we want the mentorship program and we have a supervisor or a mentor uh, spending time with these new graduates of, of schools, not just your school, all schools. And when they have that support system to enter the home, to read the care plan, to understand the care plan, to introduce them to the patient that they've never been before, if you, we send out a survey. So once they graduate our little program, which is, sometimes it's two days, sometimes it's a week. It depends on the AIDS comfort level within the home because we try to mentor them on a case that they're going to be staying on. So it's going to be their patient and we're mentoring them on that patient. So um, when we get the surveys back, you every single one of them say the same well you know they, their their feeling is the same that with, they felt so secure with Yaddy who is the supervisor they're so grateful to have that support system that they feel like it's really going to help them grow and, and retain their job as a home health aide so to me I think that's something that a lot most agencies should do because you know when these girls come here or even men when they come they're nervous they don't know what to expect from the families they don't know what to expect from the job they get you know when they go to the house they don't know they're going to get a nice uh, nice patient a happy patient, a demented patient, like they don't know what to expect. So this mentorship program really gives them that support that I think is so important in, in order for them to grow and to really be successful as a home caretaker. Um, one of the things that I wanted to find out about too, and, and to uh, discuss this with people, your school is uh, regulated through Department of Education. There is a school that people can go to through Department of Health. So what is the difference between a school like yours as run, which I think you're the only one in, in Nassau County that um, is Department of Educated run. Um, there might be another one, but we don't, I don't know them. But when, when you have a school that's run by department of education or licensed, I should say department of education versus department of health, what's the difference between those two schools? 
Well, the initial understanding between the Department of Health and the Board of Education is the following. When home care was just beginning and, and starting to thrive, the Department of Education said, you know what, there's such a backlog in getting our you know clients filled, the cases, the understanding, people coming out. So they gave a curriculum, uh, an understanding to the agencies to follow that would enable them to teach home care aides that was going out on the field on how to care for people. But as the business thrived and grew, the Board of Education stepped in because the Department of Health cannot really take uh, money. It is not a monetary, uh, uh, I want to say, vehicle. And so the Board of Education came in and they said, listen, this is an education piece. We have to educate these people, and there has to be a price for educating because you cannot just educate someone without an understanding of who's going to be the educator. So there is where the whole price effect came on and the whole legality. And, of course, people were running away with people's stuff. They were, you know, not getting there on time. Clients were falling, more admittance to the hospitals. And so they had to put some kind of legal spin on it. And so the Department of Health, if you are a licensed agency, you're able to train the aid, but just for your clients only. The Department of Education, you can train an aide, you can charge a fee, and you can go through that whole process um, with a, a whole legal binder of what it is you're doing. And so, so, for that's, the so that's basically how that whole thing with the Department of Health took that spin in coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, if an aide goes to your school, though, they can take their certificate and really go work for 50 agencies if they want to. But if they go to, to a, um, a, a school that's considered free to them, but they're kind of assigned to that agency and it's kind of limiting them, is that is that correct? That's pretty much so. Um, yeah. With the Board of Education, you can go, and, and New York State pride themselves. Dr. Reimer, who actually, you know, works for the Board of Education and has a very great hands-on, he's a great man. He, you can call him up, ask him for anything. He basically says in, our, in the last collation meeting, if you came from another state, you still have to be tested. If you even came from Jersey, you still have to be tested and follow the New York State curriculum. They have a very straight streamlined curriculum that has to be followed, has to be, you know, everyone has to be tested, and um, they just have to have have the stringency of New York State uh, Board of Education Home Health Aid course. Well, if you're going to work in the state of New York, they want you to have a New York State license. I mean, that just makes sense. You can't live in Jersey and and come and work here for a licensed agency, maybe for companion agencies and and, or, you know, an off the books type of thing. But if you're going to work for like a Reliance Home Care, you have to have a New York State license. Um, So just let's go through the pricing again. So if someone wants to come to your school, uh, give me the address one more time. One Post Avenue, the Long Island Railway would definitely take you to our Westbury train stop. There is a bus 32 that can drop you right in front of our doorsteps, and uh, you can come in. The price for the home healthy course, it's only $500. It's 83 hours, an eight-hour internship, and we find you a job with Reliance, um, and you can start working right away, um, and you can basically uh, give us a call at 516-333-3689. 
Yeah, see, so, and I don't think that people realize that it is a job that you can have indefinitely. You will always have a job. You should never worry about a paycheck because I, especially here, you know, we, 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 we are looking for home health aides. There's such a need out there for good people that want to do the job um, and that want to go to school to learn how to be a home health aide and want to come and take care of the elderly. It is definitely not a job to do if you're just looking for a paycheck. I, you'll show yourself very quickly here. Um, you know, for me, it's the girl, the coordinators and I have the same philosophy. They know when an aide is not meant to be, they'll, they'll take care of it by themselves. They don't even come to me anymore, <laughs> you know, because they know that they want the same thing. Anything that we would want for our mothers, our fathers, our family members is what we're going to want for our families and our patients as well. So we're hoping that those home health aides, they go to your school, they come here. If they're a little bit nervous on the, on the, the starting of their job, we're here to support them. We're here to show them, you know, it's something different when you're going to school and you're working on, you know, a mannequin about a transfer or a Hoya lift or a bed bath. But when you're actually doing that for a human being that's, you know, maybe can't help you or maybe they had a stroke, they, they can't walk. It's different. So having that, that mentor, that support preceptor in the home for them. I mean, I, I, I think that it should be a standard of practice personally. I think every agency should have to do that. Um, but that's something that we definitely have here as a support system to just piggyback off of your school and give them that extra support. And then there's some people that have been in aid for a very long time. So um, we're, you're listening to all things home care. I'm your host, Dana Arnone. I'm here with Maria Santiago from the Home Health Aid Institute, um, which is a home health aid school located on Post Avenue in Westbury. We'll be right back. Intergenerational programming is uniting America due to the tireless efforts of Dr. Ramona Frischman. Retired from the Miami-Dade County Public School System, Dr. Frischman continues to develop intergenerational learning programs aimed to improve the lives of children, young adults, and seniors through unique strategies and public policy in order to establish a mutually supportive agenda. She views intergenerational programs as a resource for policymakers and the general public on economic, social, and personal initiatives that govern our society. Her work bridges the generational gap, providing many individuals the opportunity to explore areas of common ground and celebrate each other's diversity. Contact Ramona Frischman at RamonaLong at AOL.com or visit www.gu.org to learn more about intergenerational programming. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it master of words powerful player what life-changing words can dr janet smith warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there a door to free yourself from fear forever 
Transform your rage into right action. Release your guilt. Position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace. All quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom on the BBM Global Network as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life. Hi there. Welcome back to All Things Home Care with Dana Arnone and Maria Santiago. Um, So Maria, I was just uh, talking about the preceptor program and the mentorship program here to help support home health aides. Um, And, you know, whether they're coming, they're a new aide coming to us, or maybe they were a private aide, or maybe they took care of their mother, the father, and they decided to go to school. Um, But just to wrap some things up, I think some important things to know. Um, Tell them exactly where Home Health Aid Institute is located and what's the phone number. Where, Where can they find you if they want to go to school to be a home health aide? We can be found at 321 Post Avenue in Westbury, New York. Uh, we're located right in the heart of the downtown area in Westbury District. Um, we, again, our phone number is 516-333-3689. You can call me. We have classes days, evenings, weekends. We have Spanish classes, English classes. We'd love to have you come by and participate in being educated to be, uh, you know, care for a loved one. Or care for, you know, just do volunteer services, uh, you know, if you want something that you can feel that you've given back to the community, something that you feel nice and comfortable with, not just, you know, going shopping and taking care of your own family, but taking care of someone else, too. And you don't, we, do, we don't have any age limit. Someone came in here, it was 69, 70. If you have strength and you want to go and you want to sit with someone, we're here to care and show you how to be educated. And, of course, we can send you back to Reliance Home Care. That's located in the lovely, uh, you're in the five boroughs, and you also have a, a recruiting area in the Sunrise Mall. And so Dana would be happy to have you on board and um, they do professional uh, orientation almost every other day so you don't have to wait and for a, you know a whole other thing Dana is a nurse she sits there she'll orientate you she'll speak with you they have a lovely staff Stephanie and Julia and of course Taran and, and Danielle will be very happy you walk right into feeling at home with Reliance Home Care and we certainly endorse them in um, being the, the healthcare agency that can put you to work put food on your table and allow you to feel comfortable caring for someone at home. Again, oh, thank this is Maria you. Santiago. I'm the director of Home Health Aid Training Institute. It was my pleasure, Dina, um, having you given me this invitation. And of course, um, I look forward to talking with you again. There's so many topics that we could cover in so little time. It's so, you know, fast how an hour Yeah, an hour goes by. fast. I can't even believe how fast that hour went by. But, you know, the one thing that I also want to touch upon with, um, with Maria's school is that um, you're going to really learn things at the school. It's not one of those schools that you just go and they're going to hand you a certificate. You're going to learn how to be a home health aide. They're going to train you. They're going to show you the bed bath. They're going to show you the Hoya lift. They're going to be showing you blood, vital size, blood pressure. But the other things that, that you don't think about, just the meals, the, the the mere, you know, the simple things of setting a table, you know, other schools don't do that, Maria. So I applaud you. I think that's wonderful. You're teaching them just the daily, the ADLs, the daily things that people need and, and the things that, that other, you may not think about when you're entering someone's home that's important to that person that you're caring for. 
and and the number one thing that they should think about is is the potential for immediate job. Uh, we we are thrilled when people come to our office and they want to work with us and they want to give us the opportunity to work with them. So we are eagerly looking for people. If anybody has any questions about Maria's school, you can call us here 516-308-4840. You can ask for me, Dane Arnone, extension 101. I look forward to hearing from people. If you have any questions on, on becoming an aide, if you have any questions on how to get maybe one of your loved ones become an aide for you, or if you want to use it for a stepping stone to get into nursing school, I'm here. I've lived it, so I can uh, definitely help people with that. Again, Reliance Home Senior Services, 516-308-4840. I can put you in touch with Maria, and we do help support people as with our um, sponsorship to Maria's school. I look forward to seeing you guys and talking to you next week on All Things Home Care with Dana Arnone from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you. This has been All Things Home Care with Dana Arnone. Join the conversation as Dana provides important information on how to make home care better for families and caretakers right here on All Things Home Care. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.